Hello, welcome back to our fourth episode of the Prosperity Project. I'm Brian Turner. And I'm Lily Boutique. And today we have a special guest. Um, we have Ellie Nystrom with us, and she is going to talk about teenage perfection, perfectionism and burnout, and then especially through social media. So. Hi, I'm Ellie, and I'm here to talk about burnout, like Lily said. And burnout is something that people consider being laziness or something that people just don't want to do anything. Um, but my idea of burnout is something that people get, I guess, when you put too much on your plate. Um, and I guess it can send you into sort of a depressive state uh, to the point where, you know, you don't want to do anything um, or can't do anything physically and mentally, um, even if you have obligations to do yeah. stuff. So what was your like personal experience with this? So as far as burnout, I was always told that I put too much on my plate and I didn't believe anyone. Um, I always kind of just pushed that off to the side and was like, oh, I'll be fine. You know, I can do this, this and this, you know, all in one day. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't really listen to anyone when they told me that I will burn myself out. Um, but at the end of last year, I started to realize that I was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I should have listened to everyone in my life, including my mom. Um, and I started, you know, trying to take stuff off my plate, but even then it was hard to just do regular things. Um, and, you know, some people called me lazy and things like that because I didn't, didn't, I just physically and mentally couldn't finish anything that I started. Um, and that was really difficult because I'm not someone who doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. Um, and burnout's not necessarily like, you know, you just want to lay in bed. It's just yeah. that you can't get up and you can't do what you want to do. Um, but, yeah. so, so do you think the pressures um, on yourself that caused you to be burned out, were they mainly external or internal? Did you put that on yourself or was it other people constantly loading stuff onto you that burned you out? I think it was more of myself doing it okay. and then it was outside pressure um, because when I put myself in situations where I have to do stuff, you know, then people expect more things out of me yeah. um, mm -hmm. because they know that I can do it and okay. I do put it on myself. But... So it's kind of like a chain reaction. Yeah. <laughs> And um, what were the tempor temporary and permanent effects of this occurrence of burnout in your life? Um, so as far as temporary, I, you know, as I said, it was just hard to do day-to-day -day things. Um, but I have learned a lot from it, and that's more permanent. I've learned that, you know, if I think I'm going to be stressed out by something and it's not super important in my life and it's not going to get me to where I want to be, then maybe it's okay to just let it go. Um, and it's also okay to tell people, you know, like, I need help and I can't do this or that today because, you know, I need a break or yeah. whatnot. So is that, like, your best way of trying to fix this problem was just kind of, like, realizing there was stuff you can control and stuff you can, organizing it like that and then from there? Yeah, I think organizing it really helped me because um, I am a very, like, organized, very straightforward person, kind of just dropping things that I didn't think was necessarily super important in my life. Um, or not just important, but, you know, wasn't what I want to do. Um, and also as far as, like, other ways to cope with it, I also, you know, went on walks and stuff like yeah. that. Just tried to yeah. do stuff that I normally don't do. Okay. Um, go to new places and things yeah. like that. Okay. Just to change stuff up. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 well, so I saw this happen with a few of my friends, mm -hmm. as well as my boyfriend, um, and just a 
ton of people in high school. I think everyone's yeah. experienced a little bit of this, for sure. um, at least at some point in their life, especially in you know freshman and sophomore year, going to junior year and everything. Um, but what I realized is that a lot of people get called lazy for it, and that was my biggest yeah. pet peeve, is because it's not really laziness. Yeah. Um, and not only that, a lot of people tend to push people away in their lives when they're doing this, yep. um, when they're having burnout. And that's really difficult um, for you know people's friends and things like that while they're going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but my biggest thing was like just try to be there for them or not when they want you to, to just leave them alone. Okay. Um, but yeah. So the best thing, um, if you know someone that's like experiencing burnout, should you just listen to them no matter what, or should you be there for them even when they want to like try and push you away, or? I'd say like ask them, you know, do you want me to just listen or do you want solutions? Um, because you know everyone has a mind of their own. Some yeah. people want mm-hmm. to just not do anything, not talk about it. Some people want you to listen, okay. or some people want you know actual solutions from you or ideas. But exactly. just ask what they want from you. Did you? Um, we kind of touched on this earlier, but I want to go. Ahead. Did you feel any like negative permanent effects from? just being burnt out or was it more of just um, temporary or did it reoccur? Like, do you, does it not ever go away or do you still experience it? Um, kind of, I don't know. It's, it's definitely gotten better okay. um, because I have figured out ways to cope with it, but you know, it's always still there because we are high school students, we are teenagers and that's just normal. Um, but as far as like permanent effects of it, I think, you know, sometimes a little bit of embarrassment of, you know, telling people I can't do something or mm-hmm. yeah. um, as far as like, you know, just not showing up for things that I feel like I should be showing up for and things like that. That is also like a permanent thing. Um, I feel like it's kind of lasted with me just a little bit. Were your friends and were like the individuals around you supportive as you would like them to be or were they kind of? Um, Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, there were some times where, you know, comments were made where it was like, you know, you should be doing this, you need to go out and do this and whatever. but most of the time, yeah, like I have really supportive friends, really supportive relationships and family around me. So um, I was pretty well off. Okay. Um, so the, one, one of the things I want to talk about is like identifying being burnt out almost or like identifying like um, early signs and like, is there any strategies you can help people with to be like, oh, like I feel like I'm going to be burnt out and like try to avoid it in the future, if that makes sense? Yeah, definitely um, try not to procrastinate because that will burn you out, especially if you're waiting for the last minute to do things um, instead of doing it piece by piece. Um, Also going day by day by things like will help you, um, I guess, not get burnt out if you realize that you're maybe feeling a little bit too stressed and, you know, you're kind of like drifting away from things that you normally like. Um, or people that you like and people that you're normally around, you're not around as much. Um, that can be early signs of burnout um, or just exhaustion, like being really tired or just mentally exhausted. Um, but I'd say, you know, just do things that you like, not necessarily a bunch of stuff that you have to do. And I guess spread it out as much as you can so that you're not doing it all at once. We've kind of noticed a trend that um, burnout can be a result of people trying to perfect their lives or just add more onto their plate, especially we can see it through social media. And we know that you kind of wanted to touch on that, so. Yeah, um, a little bit about the whole social media thing. Um, As far as that goes, I think that perfectionism kind of bases itself off of social media a lot in our generation. I mean, there is also other sides of perfectionism, but 
I've noticed it a lot with, you know, just appearance and also just achievements and things like that because people tend to only post about when they're doing good and achievements and things that they have and that leads to people believing that, you know, they should be doing all these things. Um, also, like, false sense of reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And same with like influencers and things like that who are 10, 15 years older than us who are, you know, making a bunch of money and doing all this stuff and we want to be like them. Exactly. Even though, you know, we're 16, 17, 18 yeah. mm -hmm. in high school and we can't really do much to, you know, look like them and act like them and things like that. Yeah. Um, do you think with this idea of like perfectionism, it's mainly like your lifestyle or your appearance or is it like mainly or from what you've seen like mainly with one gender or another because I feel like I can come to a conclusion based on this but I kind of want to hear your perspective so I feel like a lot of the times I mean it's both genders I mm -hmm. feel like more with looks though it's yeah. definitely towards teenage girls especially okay. mm -hmm. um because you know teenage girls tend to post more stuff about their looks and their yeah. appearance than guys do because guys tend to post sports and other things like that yeah um, but you know, it goes both ways. I'm not saying, you know, one person struggles more than the other, but, yeah, sure. um, yeah, I always think that, you know, definitely teenage girls struggle a lot with image, um, whether that's about, you know, how they act and how they represent themselves or just how they look and how they appear to everyone on social media. Uh, my sister, uh, I, I've brought this up on a couple, uh, episodes before this, but my sister struggled this a lot in high school with her eating disorder and like that stemmed from, you know, her appearance. Mm -hmm. um, and through social media, you know, my parents told her constantly, like, you can't be on that because you're just being fed, like, misinformation. Not misinformation, but, like, there's, like, a false sense of reality in who these girls are, what they look like, and, like, um, their appearance. So have you found, like, any good strategies yourself for avoiding this kind of, like, reality you're given? Something that I've found is that if I know that someone who I follow is definitely, you know, giving a fake sense of reality to me and I'm getting fed that, I guess, yeah. through social media, I tend to try to unfollow them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't like to unfollow people because if I follow them, there must be a reason why I did that in the first place. But, yeah. you know, if it's making me feel bad about myself, um, then maybe it shouldn't be in my life. Um, also, when it tends to get too much, I definitely delete social media and things like that, but yeah. Um, there was an article published by UPenn Medicine and it looked at multiple studies and concluded that perfectionism can harm one's mental health. Um, a quote said from UPenn was, increasingly young adolescents hold unrealistic expectations of what they should own, how they should look, or what they need to achieve, which is linked to higher rates of anxiety. This, this focus on perfectionism can be destructive, more than a mental health risk factor, and it can be a physical one as well. So do you think, I mean, I would definitely agree with this statement in this study, but have you experienced anxiety through this perfectionism of, on social media or stuff like that? Yeah, I definitely have, um, especially because social media can be so fake sometimes. Um, you know, I've had people who I've talked to for years on social media, and I feel very comfortable with them because it's through a screen, but I'll see them in person and not even say hi. Um, mm. And I think that's, you know, anxiety-induced, um, yeah. you know, like stuff that I get from social media and just being on social media a lot and feeling like, you know, I have to be perfect. And then when I don't feel perfect in person, you know, I won't talk to someone, mm -hmm. which is just so weird. I don't think that adults yeah. really understand yeah. that either. Um, the fact that you could be, you know, basically best friends with someone on Snapchat or Instagram, but not even talk in person. Um, but yeah. Have you noticed, um, like weird dynamics are almost like 
competitions between people at school simply because of social media and like how they appear and like um i don't know i guess just like oh i need to make it appear like i'm having the better lifestyle or i'm looking better like have you seen this occur like multiple times um i've i feel like a lot of people feel like that i don't necessarily think it's it actually happens but i think you know some people have this um idea that you know they have to be better than one another and whatnot just because you know social media does put some competitivity um into our lives but i mean for the most part i feel like recently especially this year social media has become a little bit more real and a little bit more yeah um normalized to say you're not doing okay um which is awesome but you know there's always still negative parts of instagram and snapchat and tiktok and things like that i felt like middle school was definitely the more time like the time period where at least I saw it more, like the competition, just because I think we were also so little. So we had this oblivion, like, oh, we should look up to these older influencers and like Mm -hmm. look up to their lifestyle and we should eventually like have that as the goal. Mm -hmm. But I think now that we're in high school, we're a little bit more mature and we can identify that, oh, like these people might be faking it for all we know and they might have actual tough things going on on in their life that they might not share. Yeah. I think, I totally agree with you. Like, middle school, I didn't even have Instagram, so, like, a lot of, like, my reality is, like, oh, I didn't even know a lot of these, like, influencers or just, like, you know, like, this, like, stigma of, like, oh, this is, like, this is how I'm living, you know? Like, you want to be like me, you just got to do this. Like, it's totally fake. And so, like, even just, like, this past, like, year or two, like, in high school when I started getting Instagram and I looked at these, I was, like, like, what is going on? Like, it's, it's, be- it's like, I'm sure it's better than, like, a couple years ago, but still I noticed it. It's, like, um these people like constantly like every one or two days they just upload like fake stuff nonstop, and it's Mm -hmm. like and I think that's the other thing it's like it's nonstop, like yeah like every day or every two days or even like multiple times a day it's Mm -hmm. like they just post more fake content and these people just like feed into it Mm -hmm. and it's crazy um and I think that was a good thing for me in middle school is to just try and stay away from that and like thankfully high school like I have good friends and I'm like I realize like what these people are doing is just like wacko um, and the image they're trying to put out is crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's crazy. I just still see it now. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with Lily. Um, it definitely did happen more in middle school, I felt like, especially because, you know, we didn't really have that maturity to where we could decide what's fake and what's real. Um, and not only that, we just got Instagram and exactly. whatnot. And yeah. so, especially because we were so young, we were influenced by older people and that, yeah. you know, made us want to do things that older people do I guess if that makes Mm -hmm. sense or older people look like um and that just created like a false sense of reality so I kind of want to change the direction of this conversation just a little bit um and more to the sphere of monument um in our town and even our district uh and just how competitive it is especially within the sphere of academics um and athletics everyone is so competitive and I think it's driving everyone to be some sort of perfect athlete or perfect student uh, and these people are getting burned out at like 15, 16. And it's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree on that. And, you know, sometimes it's academic, sometimes it's athletics, and sometimes it's both, um, as well as, you know, work and everything that we yeah. put on our plates. Um, well, I feel like in Monument specifically, because I've lived in other places, um, for example, I lived in Chicago, which is definitely not as competitive um, as it is here. People tend to accept, you know, the feeling of, you know, not being perfect and just doing what you can um, in other places. I feel like, especially in our district and just in this area in general, 
Um, it tends to be, you know, people don't realize, uh, you know, you don't have to have perfection in every single area of your life. Um, so, you know, you can not fall behind, but, you know, just at least, as long as you're trying your best at the moment, um, it's it's enough. And I think, you know, Braden said earlier that some teachers, you know, like they, they even realize that they just don't say it out loud. Um, and I think, you know, some some ways that we could like implement, you know, not feeling like you need to be perfect is maybe adults telling us, you know, it's okay that you feel like this. It's okay that you didn't turn this in on time. Um, you know, it's not going to affect your grade that much. Grades yeah. are just a number or a letter and um, things like that, as well as, you know, the competitiveness within sports uh, that's gotten to a lot of people. And I've seen that quite frequently, especially recently. So. I think I think there's like a stigma behind students that they're like almost scared to reach out because they're scared of like what will happen 100%. oh they're gonna it's gonna backlash like i'm gonna you know get punished or my grade's gonna go down and i think the the best thing you can do is just reach out and like let them know how you're feeling it either whether it's your teacher your coach and i i think 99 percent of the time they'll be like okay we totally understand and they know i mean they, they they've lived all our teachers have lived here for a very long time they've had many students before us and they know um that it's not easy and i think exactly. as long as you talk to them then they can make accommodations for you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And building up the courage is just super important because the teachers are there for a reason. They're there not only to teach us and provide us with academic information to intake, but also to be a resource to us. I mean, I know that, Braden, you've talked about Miss Reeve Lobaugh being an excellent resource yeah, just within sure. your life and just um, within the stresses of school yeah. and kind of figuring out that because she helped us um, put the prosperity project on and make it a resource for you guys so uh, yeah so two teachers that I've had um, you know people as resources I mean he left but Mr. Wells was someone who was always there for me um, definitely like he would set up Google Meets if you said that you were not doing okay during wow. COVID um, and have a whole conversation with you like sit down take time out of his day um, and also Miss Boone um, she tends to just make people feel very welcomed and normal, um, mm -hmm. not as if we're, you know, like just have to sit down and feel like we're not real people, I guess. Exactly. Um, and I, I love that about her classroom and just her, I guess, vibe of, you know, the way she teaches and everything. Um, but along with what Brayden said and what Lily said, uh, teachers aren't only there to just educate you on math or science or whatever. Um, teachers are also there to shape the generations coming forward. And, you know, shaping can mean, you know, teaching you about math or science, like I said, or, you know, shaping can also be having self-advocacy um, yeah, and, exactly. you know, protecting yourself and also reaching out um, to help yourself and everything like that, because that will help you in the future as well as now. Yeah, I think the, I think the biggest thing is just getting past that, like, that wall you have in front of you, like, I can't reach out to anyone. Like, it's, it's, it's really hard to imagine but there are so, so many people out there that want to help you, like so many, whether it be through your family, whether it be through your school, whether it be through any activities you do, whether it be at work, like people want to hear what your problems are and they want to be there for you. And this leads into a great segue for our resources for today. And the first one is 988, which is the new recently released anonymous mental health help hotline. And you can call or text this number um, it's just 988. Um, if you're dealing with any um, mental health like reason, they're, they can be like uber specific. Some examples are just like black mental health, um, attempt survivors, and like youth mental health, and like the LGBTQ plus community. Just um, call or text that number. 
another resource that I want to mention is the womenshealth.gov slash mental health. Um, this is for women, but also for other people if you want to use it as well. Um, one of the areas that they cover on this website is body image and mental health, which relates back to what we talked about today. Um, also, another resource that's more local is uh, Lewis Palmer's website, which can give you counseling resources um, on how to check up on your mental health and just get help within the school. And then one other thing I also want to mention, we mentioned it on the other podcast, uh, but it's called So Coalition. Um, it's a mental health organization in the Tri-Lakes area. Uh, and I recently got involved with Lily last year, and it's been a wonderful experience. And I think if you guys are really passionate about this, you guys should reach out to Miss O'Connor, uh, or reach out to me or Lily and just figure out a way to get involved. You can also go to their website, um, but they host events uh, surrounding mental health and they allow people to speak their voices and we went to one and it was really amazing so if you guys are thinking about that um, please reach out I think it would be super beneficial thank you guys so much uh, for listening and thank you Ellie for coming on today yeah, it meant a lot thank you for having me yeah. of course. Um, before we leave I want to mention obviously the Google survey which we have please guys fill that out the feedback means a lot and we love seeing what you guys have to say it kind of guides our future podcasts um, But yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye.